This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We want to tell you now about this unbelievable documentary that is getting rave reviews from so many places. And the focus of this documentary is a Surrey area family and their really heart-wrenching yet hopeful story. It describes the sexual abuse of three sisters who grew up in Williams Lake decades ago. Have a listen. Our family was your typical Punjabi family. We kept to ourselves, but were always up to celebrate an occasion with singing and dancing and eventually drama. When I was 11, that man came into our house. We were told, this is your brother, you respect him, and we gave him that respect. I was raped at 11 years old. Someone my parents trusted. I decided to come out because I witnessed something that this person is still active in abusing girls. And then my world shattered. My parents didn't suggest us going to the police. That was a step that we had to take on our own. It's powerful stuff. The sisters, GT Kira and Salakshna, were abused by an older cousin beginning in their childhood years. But they didn't tell their whole family about it until 2006. Now, this story, along with the court case that kind of developed from that, uh, is part of this documentary film directed by Baljeet Sangra, who is also with us today to talk about this, along with GT Puni, who is one of the subjects of the film, which is called Because We Are Girls. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. GT, how difficult was this process for you? It's not just your story, but now your story on film. Um, well, I think the hard part is left behind. Coming out was difficult. Uh, living with the abuse was difficult. Coming out was difficult. And then the court case, going through that long journey was difficult. But the film, um, it's just beautiful and shows exactly um, what our family went through. Baljeet, why was it important for you to make this? Well, I mean, it's a very important topic. And I was really blessed in a way that me and GT are friends so she disclosed that uh, her and her sisters were victims of sexual abuse like maybe a decade ago so more than that um, and we talked about it then I had done some other documentaries and we're like she actually said this would, what do you think of this as a documentary so she had already come out to the police told her family and in her mind she thought this could be a documentary so she was really the catalyst of the story um, but it's an important topic. When we were doing it around, uh, we filmed from 2015 to 2018. In 2017, though, we two times up got so much momentum. And we were in, in court at the Supreme Court trying to get this heard, trying to get their testimonies. And there were so many delays. So I really felt that we were part of that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like voices of change. So it was incredible. I think it really empowered me. And I feel so, so lucky to be part of this journey because, you know, I'm a woman, I'm from this community, and this is a huge issue. And we're going to help create some change and some dialogue. Gigi, can you tell us a bit about the story here? Like, how old were you when the abuse started? I was 11, and um, I was perfectly, immaculately groomed by this man step by step and uh, did exactly what he wanted and was obedient and following all those cultural um, um, submissive roles of, 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 of a little girl. This was an older member of your family. Yes, he was at least about nine and a half years older than me. And um, it did, I didn't get away from him until I was 23 years old. And what about your sisters? 
Um, my sisters throughout that same time period, um, obviously were raped and assaulted themselves. So I was 22 years old when I found out that, um, this man had done all this stuff to my sisters as well. At that point, had you thought that you had been singled out for this behavior? Yes. He had packaged it, you know, as, um, love or whatever he called it. So, and of course I thought I was a special one. What happened when you found out then for your sisters as well? That must have been very difficult. That was my darkest day. How far away was that from the moment when you decided that you had to tell the rest of your family? Oh, this was back in 1990, what I'm talking about. But I didn't break my silence till 2006 when um, my sister and I realized that this person still seems actively in abusing um, other little girls. We witnessed something which caused us to believe that. So then we just knew we had to do the right thing. It's still happening. And I had to protect my little girl. She was six at the time. This man's at the same family functions. We see him everywhere. And then um, my sister and I are always guarded as to we have to protect my child. So when we learned that he's, you know, still doing this, then it became our automatic duty to speak up. And what happened when you did speak up? What was the reaction like of your family members? Um, Well, my parents were obviously devastated and sad and um, it was traumatic. And then after that, um, there were supposed to some things were supposed to happen, like dad was supposed to sit down with him with a bunch of other elders, as they do in our community, and ask him, like, who the hell are you to do this to to our daughters? That never happened. So then we had to take it amongst ourselves. So I said, Kire, I'm ready to go to the police. Let's go. Four months after we disclosed it to my family, we knew nothing's going to be done about it. So we took it to the police to try and stop this man. And why was nothing done about it? Was it just a, oh, it's been, it was so long ago? Like, were they trying to sweep it under the rug? Or what was the rationale for that? Yes, they were our own family members, including my parents, um, including the, the family of our rapist, were trying to silence us by pointing fingers at, at us that it's your fault. You were responsible. You are to blame. And after having all this pleasure with my brother, one of the sisters said, you're complaining now. But, they actually used that word? Yes. So um, oh. we just knew that we had to tell our truth. And it was all about, for my parents, it was like the shame and the honor, right? Keeping the family honor, the Puna right. name. Um, my mom always felt throughout the years that she has all these daughters to marry off. So you can, can never let something like this come out. I have to ask, what is your relationship like with your parents today? <laughs> I love my parents and they did the best they could in raising us. And this shame and blame is passed on from generation to generation. So they're programmed by their parents and um, grandparents as to what and how to deal with something like this. And their way of dealing with it is just bearing it and bowing down to, to shame. So I don't, we don't blame them at all. And yes, they could have done things differently, but going through this process and the way Baljeet has made this film, and um, it just really shows, like, for my parents, like, we have a lot of empathy for them. Yeah, Baljeet, was that one of the goals then? When you make a film like this, and again, it's called Because We Are Girls, is do you hope to, to show it to people like GT's parents so that oh, they have a better understanding absolutely. of what happened it's, here? It's very important. Um, this is... Sexual abuse impacts a whole family. It affects 
um, their relationships with each other, the three sisters, you know, she just disclosed that they didn't even tell each other when this was happening. Yeah. They have a brother. He wasn't aware until much later and their parents. So it's very multi-layered. I felt it was really important uh, to have that contact. So you meet everybody very slowly, you know, and this, and the court thread is woven through the film. So you have a lot of compassion for the family and, um, where their parents are coming from. I thought that was really important. I thought it was important to understand the parents. They came as new immigrants. They're really young parents. Straight away, they were asked to sponsor all their family. You know, there's a scene in the film where Kira says, you know, growing up, there was like 16 people in my family. So, you know, and they're working labor jobs. And they have three daughters. You have to put some context. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think a lot of people would say you're being very understanding, though, towards that. Was the court process at all, um, did it help in any way for you? The only thing in the court process that um, I am in love with was our prosecutor, Ms. Julie Dufour. That woman, she endlessly worked on our case for years and years and years. And it was a hard and difficult case. It's a historical case. Um, the system itself, going through that journey, that is a very traumatic journey, which just re-victimized my sisters and I and made it more traumatic so that, yes, you do suffer more you know, post-traumatic stress. And it's as if you're made out to be, um, as if you're lying. You, you have, have to, to prove it every single time. prove yeah. it and defend yourself and hear all these horrible lies about yourself. And then your sexual history uh, before I was 11 and after is 11. All, yes. Everything is on display in, in public court and you have no privacy. So even our counseling records were, were they went after that too. Where is the court case at at this point, Bill Jean? Well, I follow the film to the for the, uh, when the judgment uh, was given, and it was uh, four counts out of six guilty. So we thought we, you know, the film is done. <laughs> but the accused, the defendant, he applied for what's known as a Jordan application. It's a charter application, basically saying that his rights were breached because the whole trial process took so long. That's um, That's been heard by the court. We're waiting for that decision. If he wins, the charges get stayed. If it's denied, there will be sentencing. So you're, so still, we're you're not done yet. Yeah. There's still quite a process. Uh, this story is so uh, moving and inspirational. Where can people see Because We Are Girls? Well, <laughs> we premiered at Doxa uh, May 3rd. It was sold out. It was incredible. 700 people at the Playhouse. We're playing tonight at uh, 6.30. And they've added two shows on Sunday at Woodward's uh, SFU downtown. You can go to doxafestival.ca for um, information and tickets. I'll just run through that one more time. So the, sh- the movie's called Because We Are Girls, playing at the Doxa Film Festival. It is tonight at 6.30 at the Van City Theatre. That's the one at 1181 Seymour Street. Sunday, if you'd like to go, it's uh, being, it has a showing at 2 o'clock. Uh, that's at the um, SFU building on West Hastings. And then on Sunday, there's also a showing at 9 o'clock at the Van City Theatre. And as you mentioned, just go to doxafestival.ca. Uh, Belgi and GT, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so thank much. You. And good luck. The movie is called Because We Are Girls.